Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man on. He's a wonderful actor that you all know. He's also the founder of the Gary Sinise Foundation. It's Gary Sinise. Gary, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to have you on. Um, Loved you and everything that you've done. Really been a fan for a very long time. I'm honored to have you on. I'm also honored by the work that you do every single day for first responders and for veterans. And I told you this before we started. My dad was a firefighter in the Air Force. He loved his service his entire life. We lost him about 12 years ago. He said, service, my service, every day. This is a very, very important thing for those who do this. And many times they're not taken care of. And then, of course, a firefighter when he got out as well. What, what is it about, about your life? What, what happened in your life that made you say, I've got to take care of first responders, I've got to take care of veterans? I, I think there's multiple things that have happened along the way. You know, a lot of veterans in my family, uh, first, uh, first off, uh, on my side of the family and my wife's side of the family. And back in the 80s, I got to know her side of the family pretty well. They're Vietnam veterans, uh, two served in the, three served in the Army. Okay. Um, and I, I got, I got to feel a lot of compassion for them because, uh, as we know, when they came home from war they didn't get the treatment they deserved, they, you know, it was a really tough time for our, our services, uh, coming out of Vietnam and I felt very badly for them. So I, you know, I tried to find ways to help our Vietnam veterans back in the eighties. And then uh, in the nineties, I played the Vietnam veteran in Forrest Gump and that started me working with our wounded and then September 11th came along and I just felt a lot of, uh, I just felt called to try to help out in some way. Yeah. And that kind of snowballed into a massive effort uh, that uh, kind of manifested itself into the creation of my own foundation. And now we've raised hundreds of millions of dollars and, and supported a lot of people uh, you know, around the world. Go and find out more, GarySinniseFoundation.org. It's, it's amazing that it's been almost 30 years since Lieutenant Dan. Does it feel like that? You know, yeah, next year will be the 30th anniversary of the film Is that coming something? Out. Uh, no, it, it doesn't. I mean, I feel like I've, first of all, that movie, it seems like it's on television every night. That's so right. Somebody's <laughs> always watching it, you know, and I'm getting texts or emails, hey, I'm watching Forrest Gump, and, you know, it seems like the movie is just always a part of the, you know, the American tapestry here. And then certainly playing Lieutenant Dan and living with that character in in more ways than just, a, you know, a movie part. Right. Um, having it introduced me to so many different wounded service members over the years and that kind of thing. Uh, it feels like, you know, the movie is just kind of present. I never thought when I went to work on that film in 1993 it came out in 94 i never thought at that time that i'd still be associated with this uh, you know a character all these years later but i didn't know that we would be hit on september 11th we'd have this new generation of wounded coming home and and that they would relate to the character of lieutenant dan and and actually walking into the hospitals and meeting these wounded service members coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and having them look at me and not even know my name, but they recognized me, my face from the movie, that was kind of a conversation starter. And I, I found that a lot of our wounded really wanted to talk about that particular character. And it is, it is a happy ending story for, for one of our wounded service members. Right. You know, up until that point, Joe, 
if you look at it, if you think back in the 80s and late 70s and the 80s, the movies that were coming out about Vietnam were like Coming Home, uh, Casualties of War, Platoon, Apocalypse Now, uh, a, a lot of films where you really didn't, where the Vietnam veteran in the film, you just weren't sure that they were going to be all right. Right. And along comes Forrest Gump. And, and this was a story of a Vietnam veteran that we hadn't seen before. Somebody who could kind of process the war, go through all the, the anguish and anger and stuff of, of returning and being isolated as a Vietnam veteran. But then life turns around and he's a successful businessman at the end of the movie and he's moving on with his life. And so we really hadn't seen that story before. And I, I think it was... Uh, it resonated with a lot of our uh, Vietnam veterans. Well, I think you're actually, you're absolutely right because normally the Vietnam veteran was depicted as angry, sad, suicidal. Lieutenant Dan, although he lost you know a part of his body, um, was still somebody who could smile and could see a future and could see opportunity. That really, that really did. Uh, I didn't think of it before you said it. That changed our entire perspective on those coming back from that particular war, didn't it? Well, I, I think that's why it may have resonated so much with so many of our Vietnam veterans, because, yeah, there were Vietnam veterans who came from that came home from that war and did not do well. They struggled. Uh, my one of my brothers in law, he's he's kind of a recluse and somebody who just prefers to stay isolated and stay by himself. He was a combat helicopter pilot in Vietnam. He's sort of that side of the story. But we haven't really seen the side of the story where somebody could kind of put their war years behind them as a Vietnam veteran and move on and be successful. Right. And there were a lot of veterans that were able to do that. They were able to move on in life. And we just hadn't seen that story before. So it's a happy ending for a Vietnam veteran. It's a happy ending for a wounded soldier. Yes. And I think that was really a positive thing. That's why so many of our wounded relate to that character and they want that story for themselves they want to be okay and moving on it's uh gary sinise gary sinise foundation.org is the website um you've sort of already foreshadowed this because they knew you from the character but i wonder when you first started out by now gary we know the hard work that you've done for veterans and first responders i want to get in earnest into that in a moment but i also know that people coming back from war are are very skeptical and they're very standoffish and they're not very trusting How'd you make them trust you very quickly? Was it, in fact, the character, or did you have to do something extra to, to make them understand you were there for good? Well, I, I understand what you mean. I, I mean, I can think back to the beginning of when I started going to the war zones and going to the hospitals and that kind of thing. And, and I remember one particular soldier. He was just, you know, some other, other well-known um, movie and television personalities had been to the hospital, and they kind of came in and out, took their picture and left and, right. and that kind of thing. So when I got there, I had been there before, but he had he had just gotten there. And so he was very suspicious and yep. suspect of, you know, a guy from Hollywood coming in and and he was angry and he and I ended up sitting there with him for about an hour. And I want I wanted him to know that I was there for him and that I wasn't there for myself. And and, uh, you know, returning time and time and time again, I think they finally got the picture that I was in it for, for, for good. Yeah. It was something that, that was 
I, you know, I certainly didn't have to go multiple times to the hospitals or play concerts or do all these different things. But I think after a while, the military community started to see that this was, you know, this was just a part of my life and something that I felt was important. And I kind of earned their trust. And that was important to me. And keeping their trust and and never losing that is something that, that is is just a high priority for me. And I would never want to be, you know, say something to some, someone who is wounded or serving or something and promise them something that I couldn't deliver or anything. So I'm very careful about, right. about doing that. Cause I never, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys who just blows in and says, Oh yeah, here's my card. Call me. I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. You know, and then you never hear from them. Well, you're certainly proving uh, that you, I, if you, I don't think I can deliver something then I won't, I won't offer it. You've proven that you're not that guy. And, and obviously they, they do in fact understand uh, being skeptical at first is okay. But Gary Sinise, the Gary Sinise foundation is all it's, it's you've made your name and, and not that you were trying to make a name, but you've made them understand that they can trust you. I've got a very small um, story that I can relate, not that you've asked, but you really sort of opened my eyes to this. I was at the airport once, and there's a guy in full camouflage. He's about to get on a plane and go somewhere. And I thanked him for his service, and his response wasn't, you're welcome. His response was, do you know what it's like to be in Fallujah? It, 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 made, me, it, it made me sort of turn white, and, and I got some goosebumps, and I, I don't. And then he told me the story of what it's like to be in Fallujah. This is right when Iraq was getting going. And, um, and I felt so bad for this kid. This guy was 19, 20 years old. And he had a look on his face like, I have to go back there now. And I don't know whatever happened with him. I think I gave him my email address and he never got back. I was a TV news anchor at the time. And uh, I just sat there with him. They just, uh, they'll tell you the story if you're really open to it. And if you're not really there for yourself, if you're there for them. I think that's what you just said. Well, yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, I always tell people are always asking me what they can do and everything like that. If you, if you pat somebody on the back in, a, in an airport like that or something like that, you should be prepared, you know, to give them some time yeah. um, because they may need it. You know, you never know if they're on their way to a funeral of a buddy or right. if they just delivered a buddy to, you know, somewhere I had to tell the family that uh, they'd lost uh, a, a brother. You don't, you know, maybe he, maybe he'd been in battle for, for months and months and lost multiple friends. Right. Um, and you just never know what somebody is going through. And, the, you know, this has been a tough, tough war on a lot of people. They've deployed multiple times. Uh, children have been have grown up. A generation of children have grown up, grown up with their one or two parents or whatever. Uh, if they're both serving, um, right. away from home multiple times throughout that time that that child is growing up, you just don't know. Military life can be a a really tough thing on a family, and I I try to provide some relief, some support, some uplift. Um, you know, uh, services, whatever we can do, because this has been a been a tough war. I I, I remember, you know, I mean, twenty years of Afghanistan, Crazy. and then you got, you come out of Afghanistan and you have that result. A lot of people are are going through a lot of difficult stuff right now because of the way we we left Afghanistan and and how difficult that was. And so we're we're finding that our mental wellness services are really needed. And so we try to do everything we can. And 
look, I'm only one guy. I built a foundation with with uh, an army of people now that that can go out and do things on a daily basis. I'm the volunteer, but I have full time employees. It's their mission and their job to go out there and, and serve this mission. So we're trying to provide services all over the place. And I can only, you know, go out as much as I can go. I mean, I've, I've, I've been all over the world and I've done quite a few things, but time, times have changed. I have a lot of family things. So I have to rely on my foundation to go out there and serve the mission 24-7. And I do what I can. I'm, I'm about to head to... Uh, to Highland Park, Illinois. I want to help Highland Park, Illinois out. That's where I grew up. I happen to go to high school in Highland Park, Illinois. Last year, on July 4th, I was traveling from Nashville to Fort Campbell, Kentucky to play a July 4th concert at Fort Campbell. And I looked down at my phone and I see the news that there had been a shooting in Highland Park, Illinois. And imagine my shock. That's where I grew up. Right. It was during the 4th of July parade, which I was in the 4th of July parade as a kid, you know, marching in the parade and being a part of the parade and everything. And now the shooting epidemic had come to my hometown. So this year I offered to bring my band there and try to help help everybody through what is sure to be a tough anniversary uh, of that that shooting uh, a year ago. Um, that's what, that's what, and we're, we're doing that with the support of the American people who provide funding to the Gary Sinise foundation so that I can go out and do that kind of thing. Uh, just help, help these families through these, these difficult times. Gary Foundation.org is the website. Go there right now. See how you can help uh, assist Gary getting this done as well. What, what is the snowball express? I don't think you guys just announced this six or seven days ago. What specifically is that? Well, Snowball Express was started in 2006 by a few people in the in, in the Southern California area who wanted to help some of the children who had lost, you know, a mom or a dad in the war, the children of our fallen heroes. And so they put an event together at Disneyland in Anaheim. There was there was a soldier who had been killed and he, he wrote a letter, and in that letter, it said, if anything happens to me, make sure the family gets to go to Disneyland. Wow. And so that was sort of the catalyst for some people to say, hey, there's a lot of children that are going through that right now. Let's get them to Disneyland. So American Airlines jumped on board and started to provide the, uh, the airline tickets. And I, came, I got involved uh, the following year in 2007, and, and for many, many years, for 10 years, we kept doing Snowball Express, and then we wanted to move it to Disney World. So uh, we folded it into the Gary Sinise Foundation as one of, our, one of our initiatives under our Relief and Resiliency Program. And in 2018, we took over 1,000 uh, Gold Star children to Disney World. We did it in 2019, then, of course, the pandemic. So yeah. the next two years, we were kind of a virtual event. Uh, and then last year we took them uh, to almost nearly 2000 people, you know, with the guardians and, you know, all the children That's and great. the volunteers and everybody that comes to help. Uh, we have multiple corporate partners. So Snowball Express is this gold star event for our military. And now we've expanded it because first responders have always been a part of my foundation and supporting them in various ways. We build homes for police officers that have been wounded or firefighters. 
whatever. And now we want to we want to do the same thing for our first responder children. So we've expanded this massive event that we're doing at Disney World in December. And we'll do a military child event and then we'll do a first responder child event right after that. My band plays every year. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun for the kids, but it's also very it's very healing because all these kids are coming together from all over the country and they're meeting other children that are going through the same thing, the loss of a parent in service to our country or our communities. And, and we want to let them know that they're not alone. We love them. We appreciate them. And we're not going to forget them. I love what you're doing for them. I love what you're doing for first responders and for soldiers. I, I, I hate that that soldier died, but his legacy is he wrote the letter. And that letter was the impetus for you to get on board and, and the airlines get on board and Disney and everybody, everybody else. I just love that it's come together like this. And, and this must be life-changing for a lot of these families and children. Go in and support what Gary Sinise does. GarySiniseFoundation.org. GarySiniseFoundation.org. I feel like I could talk to you for three hours. Let's do it again soon. Can we, Gary? I would love to, Joe. Thank you. Anytime. I really appreciate it. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I appreciate Gary Sinise coming on. Go check out GarySiniseFoundation.org. Also, go check out Instagram at Joe Talk Show. Let's get it over um, to 200,000 by Independence Day. Let's do some pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Talk to me, Polo. So, I'm sure that you've seen some of this stuff with uh, Madonna and her, I guess it's like a bacterial infection that she's been fighting. I had no idea what it was. I know that they found her like unresponsive, then she was going to be okay. Well, the crazy thing is that she's been fighting, I guess, like a low-grade fever for about a month before she even went to the hospital. So, and then they said even when she left the hospital, she was still vomiting uncontrollably uh, after being discharged. So, they don't even know if she's, you know, when she's going to be able to tour again because she was just getting ready to, to tour. So... Well, we, uh, listen, her talent is something that I certainly respect. Her politics, not so much. I hope she gets better. Polo, thank you. Have a good weekend. Sam, thank you, honey. Have a good weekend. Carrie, thank you. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This must be.